Welcome to Yemen, a podcast where I talk and you just listen. Remember back in 2014 when everyone, including celebrities, would pour ice water on each other and upload it to the internet? Well, today we'll be talking about the disease that started all the hype, ALS. Here today, I have a special guest who has recently been diagnosed with ALS. He's going to give us an inside look at what ALS is and how it's changed his life. Along with our patient, I have another special guest, Dr. Connor, who will be giving us information on what exactly ALS is and how it affects the human body. My Welcome name. our patient, Rudy. <laughs> My name is Rudy, a 43-year-old father of three, and I have been clinically diagnosed with ALS. Thank you, Rudy. Now I would like to introduce our doctor in the house today, Dr. Connor. Okay, doctor, tell us what common symptoms people with ALS experience. A patient with ALS will normally exhibit many of the common symptoms. These include, in Rudy's case, difficulty walking or performing everyday actions, tripping and falling, weakness in hands and legs, and slurred speech or trouble speaking. Okay, Rudy, so what kind of tests did your doctors order to determine that you had ALS? Uh, some tests my doctor made me do was an MRI on my lower neck, uh, an EEG, uh, where he hooked some needles and wires in my muscles. Uh, and then there was something called a lumbar puncture. Uh, he said it was to confirm it, and as he suspected, it was ALS. Okay, Dr. Cotter, so what exactly are these tests, and how do they determine a person's diagnosis? An MRI, or magnetic resonance imaging, uses a very powerful magnets that realign the hydrogen atoms in cells to produce an image. In Rudy's case, we use an MRI to give us detailed pictures of the brain and spinal cord, helping us narrow down a diagnosis. The more helpful way to determine ALS is through electromyography. Since the myelin sheath is damaged, impulses are sent slower. What we do is send small electrical impulses through muscles and measure their speed. This helps us determine ALS and is our most helpful test. Okay, guys, so when I learned I'd have you two as guests for my podcast, I did some research on my own about what ALS is to make myself more familiar with your case. To all the people at home who aren't familiar with a myotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS, it is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects the nerves in the brain and spinal cord. ALS is a progressive degeneration of motor neurons that affect the ability of the brain to initiate control and lose muscle movement. Motor neurons are the nerve cells in the spinal cord and the synapse with the muscle fibers to generate muscle movement. I found it interesting that people with ALS can experience a pseudo-bulbar effect, which is involuntary and frequent episodes of laughing or crying. The exact cause of this condition is not known, but scientists think it results from a disruption in the brain's neural circuits that control the expression of emotions. Okay, so now I have a question for you, doctor. What, do you, what is the life expectancy of a person with ALS, and what type of cost could this condition have a hold? After the diagnosis of ALS, the life expectancy averages two to five years, although some people fall out of this range. Take, for instance, Stephen Hawking, who had ALS and lived to have the disease for more than 50 years. There are significant costs for medical care, equipment, and home health care associated with the disease. Rudy will have to share this information with his family and decide what treatment options are best for his condition and financial situation. Rudy will become less mobile over time as his muscles will deteriorate. It starts at minor weakness, but snowballs into something far worse. Uh, having ALS really alters my usual stuff in my life. Uh, medial things are now really hard things to do. Uh, sometimes I have trouble pouring a glass of water. Uh, it's really annoying how I can't just keep my hands still sometimes, but I suppose it could be worse. 
If any of my listeners at home are interested in medical in- interventions for ALS, there are currently four FDA-approved drugs to help relieve some symptoms of ALS. Another treatment is mechanical ventilation. As muscles become weaker and breathing becomes more difficult, doctors might provide you with devices to help a patient breathe at night. An option in me- is mechanical ventilation where doctors insert a tube in a surgically created hole leading to the trachea that connects a res- to a respirator. Yeah, uh, Things I'm starting to do to help help me get better. I've recently started physical therapy. My therapist says I'm doing it better, better every day, but I still feel the disease. Um, but it is getting worse as the day progresses. So hopefully one day I can feel as normal as I could. Thank you both so much for coming on to my podcast today. I hope you listeners at home have a better understanding of what ALS is and have a better understanding of what it's like to live with ALS. Thank you all for listening, and don't forget to tune into next week's episode.